stop Ouija. I don't have enough arcane power. Where am I needed? I need fury, not enough hatred. Resupply here! Spawn more overlords. They're taking the point! I can't for me! Yes! Victory! Greetings, friends and fellow gamers from all around the world. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Not Enough Resources, a bi-weekly gaming podcast hosted on Rogue's Portal. My name is Ryan. I am your host for the day, and joining me is my illustrious, full-of-wisdom co-host, Dylan. Dylan, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful, Ryan. Uh, back in Colorado, back at it with nice internet and in front of my rig so i'm i'm excited to be here in in a, a fuller capacity nice nice i'm i'm glad to have you back um as always you can find me on twitter at ryan m holt and uh on twitch as well i'm going through a bunch of stuff right now um setting up a schedule for the fall which i'm i'm really excited about i'm going to be diving into a lot of Overwatch and StarCraft and whatever else comes my way. Dylan, do you have any pending gaming plans on the horizon? Um, so I'm uh I just started my grind in League of Legends to see if I can get a decent ranking this season. I never consistently played enough this whole season, really. Um and so my gaming plan currently is to just climb the ladder again. Nice. Uh, and play the new Hearthstone deck. So. Nice. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I want to dive right into uh, Now Playing, our segment where we break down what we have been playing over the past couple weeks or so. Dylan, do you have anything on Doc that you would like to talk about? So uh, I've been playing a lot of Hearthstone, um, and in the last couple of days I've played a lot of League. But I, I want to focus on Hearthstone and, and the new uh, Frozen Throne inspired pack that's coming out and uh this really bullshit priest card <laughs> yeah so um so with this new hearthstone deck or expansion pack when does it come out how much is it what 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 does that look like going i'm assuming it looks like going in between seasons and something like league of legends or overwatch yeah so we're gonna have so whenever a new expansion pack comes out um then the oldest expansion in standard play is retired. And then the um the The newer yeah, the expansion comes in. New expansion comes in. So we're gonna see a whole set of cards that aren't usable in regular play anymore. And um there's a card in it that shuffles your opponent, it's a priest card, and it shuffles your opponent's deck into your deck. <laughs> so, wait, hold on now. The... <laughs> yeah? Yeah? yeah. Yep. So currently, the entire thing? The whole thing. So currently there's a, there's a priest deck that, <laughs> that basically you just steal your opponent's cards and, and play around that. Um... How does that and work? It's, so it's, like it's irritating to play against just because priest hero power is one of the best in the game. And 
Wait, so hold up, hold up, back up. I, I have questions. Okay. So I right. I haven't played Hearthstone in a while. Um, so like when a priest copies a card, right? Like if they copy a a mage card, can they still play it? Yes. Even though it's a mage card? Yes. So there's a new card that lets them just copy their opponent's entire deck. Yes. Okay, how do you... Uh, I mean, I guess that's like one of the strong advantages of Hearthstone because it's a digital card game and not a physical card game. You can yeah. do things like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I mean, I've played against it, and and I mean, I, I so I was playing a secret mage deck, and so they would thought steal my, my counterspell secret, which cancels the opponent's spell. It's a really great and fun card, and and that was taken away from me. Um, so it, it copies the opponent's entire deck. It doesn't steal the card. Well, so the thought steal the current cards do that. There's a deck that revolves around just stealing your opponent's cards. Um, the new card it copies the whole deck and puts them into your deck. So you have 60 cards, basically, at instead that point. Of, instead of 30. Instead of 30. Okay. That's pretty cool. Uh, is it? I mean, I think, I, I think it is, because, like, I think, one, Blizzard's smart enough. Two these these cards and everything like that because it's a digital card game you can try things like that that are out of the ordinary when it comes to like standard design ethos of something like magic right yeah because like magic it's okay if there's a magic card that says copy the opponent's entire deck like what if there's like you know a black lotus in there you know like that's true. you're not going to have a second black Lotus just laying around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, so, I know it's... a lot of people hate Hearthstone because it leans so heavily into that randomness that can be brought about by having digital cards instead of physical cards. But I think it's like one of Hearthstone's biggest strengths. Yeah. Well, okay. So let me, our RNG is like a fun element of Hearthstone, but I'll just give you an example of, of how it can be irritating. And, and this is an example of how it worked out for me, not for my opponent. Okay. Um, so I, uh, there's a card called the Knife Juggler. And when he's on the board, every time you play uh, a minion, then he deals one damage to a random thing. So if your opponent has seven cards on the board plus himself, that's eight possible targets. So you have a one in eight chance of hitting one of them. <laughs> Um, and the problem with this is, uh, I was, he had a bunch of taunt minions up. He cleared the board. I had two cards in my hand, both minions, both were weak. Both weren't going to allow me to do direct damage. And he had two health left. And I was, so I was literally, I was about to lose. I had like 13 health. His minions would just do it. I'm yeah. Sitting there and 
I play my two minions, and they both hit him, and I win the game off of it. Because it goes above the taunts that all of his minions had. Yeah, and can just hit him directly. And it's a, it was a 1 in 8 chance that I hit him. A 1 in 16 chance that it happens twice, or 2 in 16, no? 1 in 8 both times. Yeah, 1 in 8 for each play. For each play. So statistically speaking, should not have happened. Yeah, and very, very did. rare. But because it did, you won the match. I won the match. Yeah. And it's frustrating to be on the receiving end of that. Yeah. And it's one of the reasons Arena is slowly becoming more and more popular. And since and part of that is because in Arena, then there's two things that are good about it. It's not the cards that you own. Because you're making a random pack, pack random deck. And so it's it's more skill based, and so you can't build decks like copy your opponent's deck and shuffle them into your deck, and see what happens. And you can't you can't build around that one mechanic. You have and to you build. You have to build around what cards you draw out of the arena. And okay. so, I mean, it part of the fun part about standard play is that you go in and and. It, when there's a g decent meta, you kind of know what your opponent wants to do, and you're playing around that, and you're trying to build a deck that beats the meta decks, and you're constantly evolving the meta because um, A A loses to B, which loses to C, but C loses to A. Yeah. So you're there's always going to be the the evolution of the meta, and it will come back around, and so you'll see cards that weren't good become good again. Um, yeah, because it's it's constantly changing and evolving. Exactly, yeah. And then and of course, I mean they changed some stuff like that the the quest rogue deck got just nerfed and now it's useless, even though control warrior quest still exists. So Yeah. Yeah. And so this new expansion comes out mid August. It's based on the Frozen Throne and everybody's yeah. a lich king and everybody has a card that will change their hero power and they special card and they become the the death knight versions of the class so um hunter gets one where they get to combine two beasts into a super beast that's kind of cool um, so you get the you get the abilities and the stats from both of them um for like a convenient cost so that's that's kind of cool yeah it should be it should be fun I'm I'm excited for stuff like that. Um, again, I'm I'm worried about the RNG element, but if they want more people to play Arena because it's a dollar fifty to play Arena every time, that's this, that's a way to do it, right? Yeah, is you just make the rest of the game completely unplayable. Yeah, just make it not <laughs> fun. So, yeah, which um, is I mean kind of a dick move but you know it is but i will say so this is the last gotta balance this, them chat books yeah uh july was the last season um that's that in which we have um gadgets in give me one give me two seconds i think it's gadgets have, in no that's when gods. i oh okay yeah which is but, like all of the cthoon stuff and yeah so that was the last season in which we had old gods available. So in the last season, it was a lot harder to climb, and you had to grind a lot more games because people had, what, three, three, four months to collect cards and build decent decks and in the established meta. 
And so first season, if you had a good deck, then you could climb really fast. Second season, a little bit or slower. Third season, really slow and difficult. Yeah. Um, and so it's I'm glad that they're consistently releasing stuff that shakes that up. Um, I'm because I'm willing to spend money on the game, I guess. So <laughs> that's fair. I, I like that for a season where I can just dumpster people. Yeah. Yeah. Where you have maybe not a clear advantage, but you 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 have an edge, so to speak. I have an, an edge, exactly. Yeah. Nice. Um. Well, that's that's cool. I can't I can't wait for the next Hearthstone to come out. It's it's always great to see these constantly evolving games as opposed to games that once they're out, they're out, and that's all you get. You know, whereas Hearthstone yeah. is ever changing. So. Um, the big one I want to talk about is, uh, the Destiny 2 beta. Um, got to play a little bit of that. Um, it's interesting because it's a lot of, a lot of Destiny is based in some of the same MMO tropes that, like, World of Warcraft is based in. Um, where you get gear and, you know, you're leveling up and you're running the same dungeon over and over again for a shot at better loot and things like that. Um, I feel the beta kind of shortchanges you on that, though, because um, the beta starts your character at max level and it gives you a full set of legendary armor to play with like right off the bat Ooh. which like i mean i guess i get that a lot of companies that do uh game content based around you know multiple playthroughs and things like that they want to make sure you know everything is tuned when everybody is at their highest potential but, like, for a beta, I think that that really undersells some of the fun that people have with these games, like outfitting your character and going through the grind and, you know, picking up a new weapon and learning a new weapon. And I think I think it it undersells a lot of that by having the beta start out, you know, at level 20 instead of, you know, at level one. But, like... I don't know. I you guess don't, you don't get the option, right? You can't yeah. Choose. Yeah. You don't get the option. You start at level 20. You do like a little introduction story mission at level 20. And then it drops you into a menu where you get to play either one dungeon or uh, go into multiplayer mode. And like the I, I played uh, the dungeon. I played through it three times and like. It's not bad. It's a solid dungeon. Um, it's made by Bungie. Um, so, you know, they made Halo, which is, you know, this tiny so, indie game. But, like, um, you know, it's the, the gameplay is really good. The mechanics are good. Um, but, like, I feel that it fell short on a lot of the MMO norms that I'm used to coming from like World of Warcraft and Guild Wars and the Old Republic because like when you're in a group, right? It's like three people to do a dungeon. They're excuse me, they're called strikes. It's three people to do a strike. And um 
like you don't get to see you don't have like a sidebar that shows where everybody he- everybody's health's at they just kind yeah. of get like an indicator arrow that says this is where they're at you don't get health bars you don't get anything like that so like i feel that it kind of falls short and like as a beta i get that they're probably you know trying to appeal to you know destiny one players and things like that but like i was looking over my gear and i don't play destiny one so like i'm looking over my gear and i don't know what any of my stats are how my stats line up what's better than what what stat i should be focusing on um and like i don't know i think i think there were a lot of shortcomings in that regard but then again it is a beta so like how much do you put into your beta versus what's actually in the game you know yeah well and so just to be clear because i haven't played destiny one i know what it is i watched somebody play it. i watched a little bit of somebody play destiny two um how uh i guess yes um, so you're nothing that you did in destiny one will carry over as far as i understand there will be like cosmetic things that carry over like okay. I think I think a, a banner carries over, and um, maybe some like cosmetic paints for like your guns and your armor. But from what I understand, no, not everything transfers. And that's the thing is not everything transfers. Some stuff does, but it's it's nothing that has like a power gain on it, right? So I have this. This leads me to like a really interesting thing because um, that RPG genre generally speaking has um stuck with the release game and then make expansions on the game and this is not doing that um i know why (laughs) okay um so destiny one came out the first year the playstation 4 and the xbox one were available um Mm -hmm. and because of that they didn't want to split their market so destiny one came out on the playstation 3 and xbox 360 as well okay so there's there's the generation split that is the cause of why do we have destiny 2 instead of just destiny expansion number three or whatever because they did they did do release they did release expansions for destiny one um i want to say one of uh, the most recent one was the fallen king and um yeah, I mean, they, they, they did release that stuff. But the other big thing that I'm looking forward to is uh, the beta I played. I played on both the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Um, but the thing I'm most looking forward to is at the end of this month, they're running the beta for the PC version. And, um, like, the PC version is going to integrate directly with Battle.net. And I'm really looking forward to the PC version because A, mouse and keyboard, and B, like, you're Blizzard not... servers. It's, it's Blizzard servers, and B, like, you're not going to run into this thing where what you're saying is, oh, do I get to keep anything going from Destiny 1 to Destiny 2? Like, the PC infrastructure is built up to be, you know you're going to be playing the same character from now until forever. Like, 
It's true. My main character on World of Warcraft, I created on launch day. And I still play that character. That same exact character. I've been playing that character for almost 12 years now. You know? It's a good feeling, right? Yeah, it's great. It's like, you know, it's this weird sense of investment that, like, you can't get from anything else. You know? Yeah. Like, at all. So... I'm hoping that, you know, with the move to PC and the way Microsoft is pushing how they want their upcoming Xbox infrastructure to be set, I'm hoping that, you know, we won't run into these problems of, well, Destiny 1, I played a lot of that, but I don't get to keep all of my progress going into Destiny 2. Yeah. And I hope that that is kind of removed from future conversations yeah so yeah because it's it's a pretty integral part to any rpg in my opinion yeah well and i think it, it brings apart it brings about you know a, a sense of continuity mm-hmm. from from game to game from title to title so i think ultimately when destiny 2 like comes out hits the stores, shelves, and everything like that, I am going to stick with the PC version. I already know that. That's just, you know, my tendencies, my preference. I prefer playing on PC. But, like, to know that I'm not going to magically lose all of my progress because of some corporate mandate that you put out a sequel instead of putting out, you know, uh, an expansion. An expansion, yeah. I, I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But yeah, I mean, and like the, the, the game is, the game is solid. It's, it's really good. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's Halo. It's Halo with a different, different coat of paint. And yeah. like, it's Halo with the progression system. Yeah. It's Halo with a progression system and a different coat of paint. And like, I mean, like there, there are three classes, but like, the difference is, you know, what grenade you get and like what skill you have. And like one class has healing, a healing ability. And like the healing ability is not like a mercy heal where everybody is, you know, where you're following everybody around with a stick. It's a you place a power field on the ground and people heal if they stand in it, you know. Like it's yeah. it's interesting to see these MMO tropes translate over into a shooter environment. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. I I, I will be playing the PC beta, and uh, I'm planning on streaming it. The PC beta is at the end of August, so it's right around the corner. So I'm really interested to see how those compare to each other. Plug plug your stream real fast. What's the uh, it's just twitch.tv slash Ryan M. Holt. Sweetie sweet. Yeah, super excited. Um, we are going to kind of gloss over news this week simply because it's kind of a slow week on news and there's not much going on. There's more Persona games coming out and Nintendo likes money. Um, that, that 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 that's pretty I don't much do it. That again. That's that's pretty much it. Nintendo likes money, and there are new Persona games coming out. Um, so yeah. Other than that, let's dive right into competitive corner. I know, Dylan, you're super excited for the 
upcoming season of League, the the finale? Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're, I think we have like one weekend left for summer split for LCS, NA, and EU. Um, our like top, top four or five teams, um, like we have a tie for first place with 12 and four. Third place is 11 and five and a tie for fourth place at, at 10 and six. And everybody's playing this weekend. So there's a lot of possibility for movement there which is exciting. Um, we're seeing uh, Dignitas back in like top four, which we haven't seen in a while. We'll see if they can hold on to it against Cloud9, who's tied with them right now. Um, and then Immortals is having an outstanding split, um, but have historically faltered, but we have a very different and new lineup, uh, including Flame, the Korean, Smithy, who moved over from CLG, as well as Pole Belter. So uh, I'm excited to see if they can keep first place. I believe first place for summer split guarantees a trip to Worlds, um, which would be cool. I'd like to see some some fresh NA faces at Worlds, even though uh, Flame and uh, Olay, their AD carry and their top laner are uh, Korean, but. Um, yeah, that should, that should be cool. I'm probably going to watch some this weekend. Um, I'm worried about TSM at Worlds. Biofrost has been playing really poorly, even though their their roster is probably the strongest pound for pound, in my opinion, in North America right now. Um, but they always perform in tournaments, and so we'll see. Uh, we got like the end of split tournaments and the gauntlet run and all that stuff to get to Worlds. So we'll see what happens. Nice. Nice, and um, that can just be done through the League of Legends Twitch channel if you want to watch and things like that, right? Yeah, uh, I, I highly suggest going to lolesports.com, and they have a Twitch uh, and a YouTube cast, both, that you can watch through there, but they have a sidebar and, like, a, a tw Twitter bar that, like, so you can see other pros will tweet about the games or people tweet about them. Then you have, like, information about statistics on the champions, analytical information that you don't get necessarily on Twitch or YouTube if you watch it there. So I highly suggest watching it on there. Um, it's a big week, big weekend for this. So nice, nice. Well, I hope you will be able to squeeze in watching a couple games. Um, oh, and, and I, runs... I say I'm gonna watch this weekend. I take it back. I'm not watching any of this weekend. <laughs> um, uh, I was gonna ask something that totally slipped my mind. Was it? meta related because the league we're getting into the end of this season which in my opinion has been pretty terrible balance wise like with positions that can't really carry you can't carry from so it makes it unfun for that that's your main role in solo queue um but i actually have a question kind of concerning that uh my big question is because we're starting to see like the uh skeleton structure of how uh, Blizzard wants to lay out the Overwatch League. How does uh, League of Legends handle like new patches in the middle of the season? Oh, are they so... are they are they playing on like an older version that does not have that or because like Doomfist dropped this week, right? Mm -hmm. On Overwatch. Yeah. So what happens in the middle of a competitive season when a new, a champion, comes new champion comes out or? 
you know, there's a balance change or things like that. How does how does Riot handle that? Because I think that Blizzard is going to be taking a lot of cues from League of Legends mm-hmm. when it comes to the Overwatch world or the Overwatch League. So the week that a patch drops and then there's competitive on the weekend, that patch is not played that weekend. So, however, new champions and uh, and uh, champion reworks, not like fine-tuning, but new new champions and champion reworks, like we just saw Urgot got reworked, um, they get two full weeks from release before they're available for competitive to play. So you have patch release, then you have a weekend of the patch before that, the following weekend on the new patch, and if that patch included a reworked or a new champion, that that champion's not playable. And then the following competitive week, then I think this weekend we'll see Urgot. I think he's allowed to get played, and I think we'll see him. He's a monster, so. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious about that, because especially I... seeing how uh, how crazy Doomfist is. Yeah, so I was going to ask you about that, because... Um... In in solo queue, of course, like none of that applies. You play on the live patch with a live champion. Yeah. Um. So usually on a really big patches, I try to avoid playing ranked for a little while. Um. Mostly because you'll have people that are trying to play the new champion or the the updated champion the day they come out, and that's not fun. And trying um, to figure it out, and maybe not playing ranked. at their best. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But. <laughs> Uh, with Doomfist, like that's a huge change to that game, especially when there's so few characters currently. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like, are they for competitive? I mean, how how long do you need before you let Doomfist into competitive? Yeah, and I think a competitive a competitive season for Overwatch is three months. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the other thing that like I don't understand like blizzard's logic on is they will drop a hero in the middle of a season so they won't drop it like drop it and then have like a two-week waiting period before the season starts they will drop it like in the middle of the season see and, and i like league is slowly adapted to um so we have what's called preseason. so between worlds um which is usually over by the end of october Mm-hmm. And about January, then we have, like, usually the week before World starts, even, we get this massive patch that has uh, new masteries, new rune systems, maybe they change the stats of minions, stats of turrets, massive changes, usually, like, an, uh, an entire grouping of champions, like tanks or bruisers or... Uh, Short-range mages, long-range mages, AD carries, something like that. We'll get, like, a massive change. Well, we'll see three of them reworked and, a, and big changes to all the other ones or items and stuff. So that's they'll, – they'll dump that patch, and it's just a mess preseason. And then they fix bits and pieces over that next couple of months, and then ranks – like, regular ranked and the regular ladder and all that stuff comes out again. You can play ranked during preseason, but it doesn't affect your – your ranking really and you don't get end of season reward whatever you do during preseason interesting and then we have small patches 
through and for competitive then you have like the spring split and so you have small patches during that and and then you have the mid-season patch that's usually really big and that's usually at the beginning of june and all and there's an invitational tournament that doesn't really like it's for bragging rights and money it's not for well i mean yeah it's for bragging rights and money but it's, it doesn't affect your like ability to go to worlds yeah. actually i guess it does now that i think about it it does but they usually play that on the mid-season patch where they'll try and fix the major things that they kind of broke in the in the the preseason patch changes um for for that preseason so by having like these this large break and then a small break where they do some more extensive changes then they set up they set up for worlds and so in the next month we'll probably get the worlds patch and they'll have well they'll have what's called the major worlds patch and then the minor to try and get like any overtuned champions they'll bring overtuned champions down they won't try and tune any undertuned champions up that makes sense if that, if that makes sense and then you get into worlds so okay all right sweet um the big thing i would like to talk about for competitive corner is i was watching uh a lot of the intel uh extreme masters in shanghai this week uh this past weekend it was all starcraft 2 which i haven't watched a full starcraft 2 tournament in probably a year and a half and um it's the the scene is still alive i know a lot of people think it's on its way out but i think i think the scene will continue to grow and uh see see these major tournaments played as long as there's an audience for it. And, uh, I have just been enamored with watching these games again, because I haven't watched Starcraft two in a very long time, but the big thing was the grand finals, right? Uh, was Neeb versus U thermal. Neeb is an American Protoss player who, uh, lives in South Korea. So he gets to train with the best of the best, and then uh, Uthermal, who's from Denmark, plays Terran. And like, what makes this so cool is the reason esports is successful is because you want good stories. And uh, Neeb had not dropped a match all tournament, right? He won every single map, no problem. And then, and in the grand finals, Uthermal comes and takes it all away from him. Uthermal wins four to two. But the thing about Uthermal was Uthermal wasn't even supposed to be at this tournament. Uh, he was he was a sub in. Um, somebody had canceled at the last minute, um, probably due to like a flight or something like that. And um, Uthermal was available for the weekend, so they flew him to China. He was in Shanghai, and he came in and won the entire tournament. So I, I just think, you know, seeing these these underdog stories is what makes esports great. And, you know, to see it with kind of like this weird old guard game of StarCraft is just always a treat. So that's that's what I was watching this week. And then, of course, you know, playing all sorts of uh, 
all sorts of Overwatch and things like that. Doomfist is really good. Uh, have you gotten a chance to play him at all, Dylan? So I got to play him in a, in a 1v1 setting with all the cooldowns turned down, and you're flying around playing basically like a fighting game. Um, like, from a first-person perspective, he's so fun. Uh, I haven't got to really play him play him yet. Yeah. Um, and so I'm hoping to get to do that soon um now that i'm i'm back here but yeah i i'm i might get on the overwatch train because doomfist is definitely a character i could play for hours he's awesome yeah well like i had played doomfist a lot on the uh public test region where like how blizzard tests all their things and things like that um and he was a lot of fun but the problem was is like everybody was playing him which, yeah. like, I get he's the new hot shit. You want to play as him. But, like, I always liked seeing those new characters get implemented into the fold, right? Whereas yeah. instead of everybody playing Doomfist, have, you know, maybe one person on Doomfist and see how he does against, you know, tanks like D.Va or uh, Roadhog or Risa or how he counters people like hanzo and things like that because like i think the biggest thing that like took me by surprise with doomfist was like how fast he can close distance yeah like he's he's fast which you can dive yeah yeah no his dive kicks like just you know to quote dr doom foot dive foot dive foot dive you know <laughs> like yeah. he's he's great and i think it's really cool to see you know, Overwatch has been out a little over a year right now, and you're already starting to see Blizzard, like, toy with what is considered a convention in yeah. first-person shooters. And I think that that's part of the reason that everybody likes Overwatch is because it's so fresh. He's he's the opposite of... Um, of... Oh, sorry. He's the opposite of the riot shield from Modern Warfare. Oh yeah. Too. Oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Such a cool thing. Like just very cool. Yeah. And his character design is great and like I don't know. I also really dig how like Overwatch is like I I view it this way at least. I don't know how other people view it, but like Overwatch to me is like the dream of Afrofuturism realized in gaming. Yeah, that's true. And like, cause like Afrofuturism is like this subsection of sci-fi where it's, you know, what if Africa was the dominant continent on the planet? You know, what if they got to space first? What if they developed all sorts of this technology? And yeah. I feel that Overwatch embraces that a lot. And it's it's great to see, you know, it's great. And I love all of the technology and I love this this idealistic future that Blizzard believes in because that's the future I believe in, too. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's just confirmation bias, but, you know. No, I mean, that, I, I can definitely get behind that. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. That's that's just part of the reason I love Overwatch so much, even though I'm not very good at it, you know. <laughs> a hard game man 
It is. It is. It's very, very difficult, especially like when you get into competitive play. Like I can handle, you know, standard arcade play where everybody's just there to have good time and have a lot of fun. But like, man, those competitive Overwatch players, they're just on a totally another level, you know? So, well, that's all I've got for today. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what this weekend brings. Um, this weekend is the next stage for, uh, the Overwatch world cup in Australia. Um, so I will hopefully be able to get, get to, uh, see some of the highlights from that. I won't be able to watch it live, but, uh, I will definitely be watching highlights from that. Um, tell the people what we busy this weekend. Oh yeah. So, uh, we are participating in a 48 hour film festival. Um, if you've never heard of that before, never done anything like that, what it is, is you get a prompt, to make a movie at like seven o'clock on Friday night. And then the completed short film is due on Sunday night at seven o'clock. So you get 48 hours to write, shoot, edit and complete a short movie. So that's what we're doing this weekend. Um, we're super excited about it. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of work, but it'll definitely be worth it. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, because, you know, I like making stuff. So, speaking of making stuff, I'm also dabbling in Unity now. So, uh, maybe one day I will be able to make a full-fledged game. Right now I can get a ball to move, which I'm pretty proud of. But, <laughs> you know, I'm 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 looking to, to round out my skills and, like, I don't know, like, just, just messing around in Unity is giving me a whole new appreciation for you know what game developers do and how they make the things that we enjoy so much so mad props to all of the game developers out there big and small it doesn't matter um there's a lot that goes into making this art and you know the fact that we have so many games coming out throughout the year is is just a blessing I know there's a lot of people that are angry because there are so many good games out right now, but, you know, I'm all for it. You know, people are making their art. They're doing it well. Good for them. Let's support that. Yeah, let's let's absolutely support that. You know, for every every week when we come on and talk about Blizzard products or League of Legends or Halo, whatever we talk about, like. There are thousands of other games out there, and that is freaking great that all of these games exist for everybody to enjoy. Like, I mean, this this week I played Dream Daddy, which is a dating simulator <laughs> about hot dads, you know? Uh, yeah. And then, like, in addition to Dream Daddy, there's also, you know, these super hardcore experiences like XCOM or League of Legends. And, like, gaming is just great. So that that is the note I would like to end on. If if you are a gamer, please just enjoy your time gaming. Remember, it's a hobby. It's a fun hobby. Everybody should have fun with it. Don't be mean to people online. Just just have fun. Enjoy the hard work of others. 
And remember, you always, always have to be kind to your fellow gamers. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great day.